Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. I used to tell you what number episode you were on. I don't think that matters anymore. I want to tell you, though, getting closer to 300. What's that mean? It means I get to kick someone in a pit and die on a cliff. That's what happens when we hit 300. Perhaps there'll be a, uh, a grotesque gentleman who will be a traitor on us. I remember getting that movie on DVD. That's 300, of course. The men in the CGI bodies, there's no way they were that ripped. And then they die on a cliff to some ugly gal. That's kind of how the movie goes. At least that's the way I remember it. Nobody wore pants. Simpler times, better times, some might argue. But not current times. Current times are you just listening to that song Fractured by Venomous Concept. That's from their new record, The Good Ship Lollipop, due out February 24th. On Decibel Records, you may have heard my conversation a few episodes ago, the third episode of the year with vocalist Kevin Sharp, though he did not sing on that song, maybe some harmonies, but most of those vocals were handled by Shane Embury of Napalm Death, Venomous Concept, of course, Brujeria, Brujeria is probably the way you're supposed to say it, Lock Up, all sorts of other bands, Tronos, uh, what else? You know, You know who I'm talking about, right? That was his track, and it's my favorite on that record. And now that it's released as a single, I get to share the whole thing with you. So I did. So now you know. February 24th, Decibel Records, The Good Ship, Lollipop, Venomous Concept, new album. Buy it then. Buy it now. Buy it ahead of time. Vinyl is selling out on DecibelRecords.com or DecibelMagazine.com. You know, I can't keep track of all these websites. Just type it into Google. It'll fix it yourself. You know, my browser keeps making Yahoo my default search engine, which is ridiculous. Who on earth is doing that? Apparently McAfee is doing that behind the scenes, going around and switching that up. Anyway, I don't need to tell you about my technical problems on my personal PC. I guess I didn't have to say personal when I said PC. It's a little redundant. That's like ATM machine. Don't need that machine when you said the M. You understand? Anyway, this episode of the podcast features an interview with Luca Rocco of Stormo, an Italian-based screamo band. They've got a new record called Endo Cannibalismo coming out on Prosthetic Records. That'll be out this Friday, February 10th. And we're going to talk to you a little bit about that. I spoke to them just before they hit the stage for one of their shows in Italy. But first, of course, it's Hot Zone. Check it! It's truly hard for me to imagine that I used to just plop on here and uh, blather on about this or that. That was the whole concept of Getting It Out podcast when it started. It's certainly changed quite a bit since then, five years ago. Coincidentally, just before the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. If you know you're Getting It Out podcast history, you'll know that there was episode number one, and then I rushed out episode number two in the same week because the Eagles were playing in the Super Bowl that weekend. And then I recorded episode three uh, right after it. I think that's how it went. Sounds right. And uh, here we are five years later. Same situation. No big deal. 
just the fucking Philadelphia Eagles are back in the Super Bowl. I am trying to run again. I was running a lot back then. That was when I was heavy into the running. Did it a lot. Went to the gym every single day. Ran every single day. I was in the best shape of my life. That's how I got my wife. I tricked her and now I'm this fat mess. I did start to run again today. Well, actually, I ran on Sunday. I ran on Sunday and my daughter rides her little Vespa in front of me. And she goes way, way faster than I could ever imagine running. It's impossible to run that fast, but she just knows to only go so far and then stop and then I'll catch up and then she can go. And she hits a stop sign. She waits. She hits a corner. She doesn't go around it. You know, she's got to be in my sight. And it's actually a really fun thing to do. Gets us both out of the house. Makes me run faster because I got to catch up to her, but still running very slow at the minute, like 10 minute miles. That's pretty bad. Pretty bad. I used to do like sevens. Uh, Last year, I ran a uh, half marathon on my own in a random May afternoon after I mowed the lawn. And then I ran a half marathon. I was going out for a 10 mile run. And I thought, you know what? I've never done 13.1. I should just do it. And I did. And I came home, I showered and I puked. And then I sat in my driveway and listened to my jukebox and drank beer. It was it was a really good day. You know, in hindsight, that was a that was a really good day. So I'm trying to repeat that, which is a recipe for disaster. It's already on the calendar, May 27th. I believe I should be running a half marathon again. Really, though, the point is that I stick to an exercise schedule. Like I go to the gym four, three, four, four, I'd say four to five days a week, four to five days a week. Uh, but I know I need to work in some cardio, too, because I, I eat too much candy. That's let's just let's call it what it is. I eat too much junk food. I eat it all day long. It's gotten so much worse since I work in an office now. The uh, two years I spent working at home, I, for some reason, do much better. I think because if, if I'm feeling a little bored, I'll just do whatever I want. Go put on a record and I can listen to that record. I'll look at the jacket while I sit here and do my work. I can't do that at work. If I get a little bored and that doesn't mean I'm not working. It just means like... I don't know. I do something with my hands. I, I eat. Uh, I get through this boring process that I'm doing at work by eating. And I don't like it. I, I have no power. I told my wife this week, I have no control over it. I cannot stop myself from eating all the junk food that's always around. And at my job, it's always around. And if it's not, I'll find it. I'll make it be around. This is a problem. I'm an addict. Okay. Anyway, in an effort to curtail all that, I've uh, set a training regimen up for a half marathon, which just keeps me on a schedule, which is good for me. I do good with that. And I started doing the 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups every day. At some point last year, I was at like, I think I was doing 200 of each every day. And that doesn't mean I'm doing all in one shot, right? I mean, usually, but it's like, you know, 25, 25, 25, 25. And then I get tired and I do 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, right? Back then, I don't know how I was doing it. I think I was working at home. So I was able just to do it throughout my work day. Anyway, my back hurts, stuff hurts, which is good, which means I'm working out and I just need to because I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pig. I've got like body dysmorphia or something. I think it's healthy though. I think we, we could all, we could all use a little internal voice telling you that you look like shit, you're garbage. You need to get out there and exercise. It's good for everybody. It's good for the heart. Maybe not the mind. Maybe it's good for the biceps, the triceps, the delts, and whatever muscles there are in the body. None in the legs. Who knows? There are muscles in the legs, apparently. I don't know. I don't work them out. I just do when I run. And uh, that's probably a bad thing, but I don't care. 
I don't care. Thighs. That's what it is. I got thighs. Got thighs for days. Calves or two. You know, I got two calves. They're looking pretty all right, but that's just uh, those are cardio calves. That's what I call them. How else would you like me to describe my body? You've heard about Manscaped, right? Go to manscaped.com. Use code get it out. You really should do that, by the way. It'll help me out a ton. It'll help you out a ton. Freshen up those balls of yours. Anyway, what are we talking about on this episode of the Getting It Out podcast? Oh, I know what I was trying to get to. I got way off track here. I was talking about running and how I used to run a lot. And I used to, when I was running a lot, I used to make up a lot of jokes in my head. Think of a lot of stories to tell on the podcast. And I didn't, I don't think I got any good ones today while running. But I, at some point I did remember uh, that I hit somebody in the face, a boy, I'll, I'll put it this way. I hit a boy in the face with a bar stool in a fight in a, in a bar called, uh, Rotos. I think it was called Rotos in Baltimore, Maryland, Fells Point to be exact. This boy cheap shot me while I was on the ground, picking up my sunglasses, need me in the face. So while I was down there, I grabbed the bar stool legs and I pummeled him about the face and neck with the bar stool in a fit of rage. Might've been drinking all day, you know, but it was retaliation. It was a bar fight and I chose a big giant weapon. And that was really funny to me when I was running today. Don't worry. That boy was fine. He lived. Uh, he was a man. I'm just calling him a boy to be demeaning. He was actually a very good friend of mine. The only person I fought twice in my life. And uh, I'd fight him again now if I saw him because we're not friends anymore. You know, that's how that works. All right. <laughs> you should have seen that coming. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling stories. And at this point, you're probably like, Dan, what are you talking about? What is the point of this long introduction? Well, I'll tell you. It's just because the interview is not that long. So I'm, I'm making a long introduction here. I'm trying to relive the glory days of getting it out podcast. Just tell you some stuff about me. That's it. It's my history. Those are things I used to do. Now I do way cooler stuff that I'm not joking at all. I love, I so much prefer the life I live now to the life I lived then. I know it's very popular for people to say I had the most friends when I was the worst version of myself, but that's probably true because we were all the worst versions of ourselves. And that's usually when you're most social because you're out there trying to find other people to allow you to not be yourself anymore or your fake self or whatever, you know, philosophical shit I'm trying to say. You understand, right? You following me. And if you're not, it's okay because the rambling part of this podcast is over because I'm going to get you into my interview. This episode features an interview with Luca Rocco of Stormo. He's the vocalist. We had a quick conversation, relatively quick, about 20-minute chat about their new record, Ando Cannibalismo, their band, and the Italian underground music scene. This was one of my lunchtime specials. Hence the brevity, but uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, if you want to know more about the record, other than what we talk about here, you can go to gettingitout.net. I did write a review for this record in like the second week, I want to say, of January. So go check that out. Endo Cannibalism on Prosthetic Records. It comes out this Friday, February 10th. And I'm going to play you a track from that right now. This is Valici Ultra. Thank you for listening.
Italian underground music scene. What was it like there for you, especially growing up? I think that Italian music scene is amazing. Like underground music scene is super nice. It's very connected. There's a lot of things like going on uh, really underground, like you're done by friends that supports friends. Like that's kind of anachronistic, I think, uh, to find it like around something like that around Europe. Or I, I've never been to the States, but I don't know why we sit there. But it's very nice because it's like a huge network of friends working together, cooperating together. And that what one of the, mo- the the thing I appreciate most of like being in a band here because like you have kind of a huge family that is helping you setting up jigs and doing stuff. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. There's a lot awesome. of small venue, even like I don't know, South Italy is super nice to play and uh, like being in like extreme music, and they have like a pretty unknown but very cool collective and venues that are hosting shows. They have uh, not a super nice uh, little label releasing independent music, so like it's it's a nice place where to to make music. I think. That's very cool. When when did you find yourself getting involved in it? And, and were there any like local bands that got you very interested? Uh, well, uh, we started playing together when we were really young because I think we, we did our first demo when we were 15, something like that. Mm, okay. So yeah, a long time ago. And um, yeah, we had the luck to get in this kind of friends network that managing stuff and we got really friends with like uh, La Quiete, Rain and all that kind of stream apart in Italy and which were even a sort of inspiration for us back then. So yeah. And that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> you got this is like uh endocannibalismo is is it your officially your fourth full length? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Feel a little bit old about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you guys got started uh, quite, like you mentioned, uh, quite a while ago. Um, how would you say the band has changed from 
when you first started to where you're at now? Uh, I think that it changed because like uh, we we changed uh, like our formation changed a little bit like right after recording the um, the the first demo we changed bass player and since then the bass player is right now playing with us is playing with us and he brought a lot of more heavy stuff and noise and that kind of part in the band so that was a pretty big change and um, we changed drummer I think five years ago or something like that because like mm -hmm. our former drummers had kids and stuff and that changed the band as well of course but basically I think that like we kind of grown up with this band you know like we started when we were kids uh, like around 15 just having fun in the rehearsal room and uh, growing old brought to the band uh, new things and yeah mm -hmm. so yeah well, when you when you started um, did you know then, or did you always intend to keep all of your uh, lyrics uh, in Italian? Well, well, I think when I thought about that, like we were not playing music, like, you know, thinking that somebody outside of Italy would have ever listened to it. So like, okay. it was not a problem back then. And uh, then, like after a while, like uh, we had even a, a label that wanted to um, release our stuff, and they asked to switch in English, but we say no because, like, it was at this point, like you know, it was kind of part of the band having mm -hmm. the lyrics in Italian, and then, like, um, I don't really care if audience cannot sing along, you know, it is not the reason why we're making shows. And and probably it gives the band even this thing to be perceived as like uh, one thing, you know, you don't have vocals mm -hmm. on top. You, it's just like, it, it's more mixed probably. And I appreciate that. Like, I think it's, and right now, like, uh, uh, I really, I really, really like like bands that use their native tongues because I think it's a little more interesting, you know? And, um, and then, yeah, of course, uh, you need to dig up a little more if you want to understand what the band is saying. But if you're, if you're interested, you're welcome. And it's even nice. I don't know. I, I find it interesting to say, oh, let's see what they're saying here. Let's uh, try to translate it. And, and if not, then you just appreciate the sound. And that's cool anyway, you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, that I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's very cool that you guys do sing in Italian. And I don't understand Italian at all. But if I if I want to know what you're saying, I just have my wife listen to it and she just tells me. But the uh, but I, I wrote a review for Endocannibalismo. And one of the things that I pointed out that I liked is exactly like you said, is that uh, because I can't understand the, uh, the, the, the words that you're using, your vocals are just another instrument. And the way the record's mixed, it really fits all well together because it's not vocals on top it's it really yeah. feels like it's all in there and i don't know if that's the case just because i don't understand them but i like i like the way you guys sound really connected yeah we we tried always to keep vocals in the same level of everything else exactly for that reason and so yeah um i'm glad you, you noticed that thank you <laughs> Yeah, of course. Well, the, one of the things that that I also always hate talking about, but also enjoy talking about in a way, is the is genre classifications and where and how people try to put a band underneath this umbrella or that umbrella. 
Where do you guys find yourself being put most of the time? Is it screamo? Is it post hardcore? What's the what's the tag you get hit with the most? I always uh, don't know how to answer to this question. Like, I mean, uh, we. I think that uh, the four of us listen to really different music, and uh, the mix of all this like comes out in in our songs. Like, I think that probably uh, I've always been the one that was more involved in into scream and stuff, and that brought this Italian thing and. The, the way I do vocals, as I was telling you, like the bass player is more into like he has a solo noise project and he is more in like heavy and noisy stuff and he brings the part. Um, the guitarists do, do a lot of research in writing songs and riffs. So like it, it, we start from there. The drummer is more into metal and technical stuff. And yeah. so like he brings, you know, so I, I have no idea basically how to, to say like. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I don't music do we do, but I think it's like a mix of a lot of things and i don't know <laughs> I, I would totally agree and i think i think that's really cool that you said uh your drummer is really into the technical side of of metal and stuff because when i was listening to endo cannibalism the first time i sent i sent a song to a friend of mine who's a drummer and i said i'm i'm not anything close to a musician but this guy is good right <laughs> this this drummer is good right like it's it's a little and he came back with he's like yes it's very he's like it's unhinged was the word he used it's like chaotic but it's but it fits the sound and and i think you guys bring you know you like i can hear that you have a bunch of different uh styles and influences in into the band that makes makes your sound i think that's what makes it really unique and i believe that's one of the reasons why i find it so interesting um th- tell me real quick about the name Stormo and specifically I know sometimes you have the parentheses around that last O what's what's the what's the name tell me about that <laughs> yeah so well uh, we were really really young when we, when we chose the name Stormo it was like you know a mix between storm in English and storm in Italian means like a uh, huge flock of birds. So like the parentheses were meant to represent the birds of Soimo and the O like a water drop of, for a storm. <laughs> but, and we just kept using it. 
until now uh, it was a couple of years we were thinking to remove the the packets at the end because like it's i don't know it's we, we didn't like it anymore and so we tried to like simplify it a little bit uh, even like you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well how did you guys find yourself paired up with prosthetic records because i know they're they're basically <clears throat> as far as i know i think a lot of them are based out of california maybe even uh, or at least it's just, you know, it's just very far from yeah. Italy. So how did you, how did you get on their radar and hooked up with them? Yeah, well, uh, we, we have always, uh, done things in a really DIY way. So like, it's kind of strange for us even to, to, it's the first time that we deal with, you know, uh, proper label that does things in a certain way. And I think that all came out from the lockdowns because like we, <laughs> we started writing these records during lockdowns and having a lot of time uh, where we were not playing and uh, to focus on the record. We were able for the first time to do things like in a proper way, like, you know, recording songs before working on it, making demos of the record, trying to send the demos around. And which is a thing that we never did. We, we were used to just record stuff and then release it and then going on tour and that's it, you know? But having this kind of opportunities to work on things more slowly and being obliged to do that as well, we had this chance to send to send around demos and they were really enthusiastic about the song we, we sent and they say that's where we don't release it. And we say, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Yeah, um, sure. and they're super nice, and it, it has been lovely to work with them. They're super supportive. I really like to to work with them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's usually what I hear from people who work with prosthetic, and uh, I found the same from the end that I that I work with as well. Uh, you mentioned the pandemic and lockdown and all that shit. I was there, like I said, a year, uh, maybe in a week or two, it'll be a year ago, and even then. They while we were there, they lifted the mask mandate for just outside. So I know, like, and and having family that was over there, you know, through when it all started, specifically in Milan, where it was pretty bad. I know that Italy took the pandemic pretty damn seriously, and uh, and that obviously had to have some sort of effect. I don't know exactly the region that you're in, how they handled it, but how did that? How did those years affect? The band was it was it is there any like silver lining in it for you guys uh, well i think that the whole album concept come from there so i think we it really shaped us even because like first things that as a as i was mentioning like we had a forced stop to, from doing gigs and we always started to do as much gigs as we, as we can so like and being forced to stop allowed us to like as as i told you you know to, to send around us our demos and so uh, actually he it was shit but he brought us to release this record in this way so maybe in a way it was good as well and then they were like album concept is around death basically and that comes from here for sure and it was the first time as well that like we sat it down and gave to an album a concept that has a development from a starting point to an end, you know, and, and which is related to what we lived there back then. So yeah, I think it's, if those two years are deeply connected um, with, with what we, we have recorded, we do and 
Yeah, for sure. That that makes that makes perfect sense. With with signing to Prosthetic and releasing this album through them, I gotta imagine that's changed a lot about the promotion for it. I, I don't I don't know if you were were you doing this with other records? Were you doing jumping on Zoom calls to talk to people across you know across the world? Not like, at all. Has that been a a, a challenge to accept or to to get through to work into your schedule? Uh, I have to say that uh, we have always been really bad in promotion uh, with sales <laughs> network and that stuff. So having prosthetic helping us and doing it uh, and giving a huge help to this is absolutely amazing. <laughs> we're, yeah, it's, it's a thing that we're, I think we're just not able to do it, you know? So like, it's, it's pretty good to, to have somebody that know how it works and that say, you I you'd better do this. And you say, yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, does being like this extra level of exposure and that you, after you guys have already done this for so long on your own, have your expectations changed for what you expect out of this record? Mm, Not, not that much. I mean, we, We've never took this band as something like saying, uh, uh, I need to play at this huge festival. I want to get there. I want to do huge tours. I want to be a professional musician. That's, that's not our case. Like we started it for ourselves. And I think that in a way we keep it for ourselves and we're receiving like a lot of interesting uh, proposal after the prosthetic thing went out and everything else which is nice it's like i really appreciate that and i'm really happy that like they are actually helping us to spread our music in parts of the world where probably we couldn't get by ourselves but uh, i mean it's it's not like that we need to gain something for that like i think it's the thing that we like to do we love to do the music we do and and that's the reason why we keep doing it you know you mentioned uh that this record was basically a pandemic record and uh, you kind of had to sit on it for a little bit because of just that's the way it was so what are you most looking forward to with the release of this because it comes out officially february 10th which is just about a week away i guess so what's the uh what's the big excitement for you on this particular album oh mm, to go play gigs to go on tour go play around that's it (laughs) (laughs) we missed it a lot and we want to get back on the road for months and months (laughs) that's awesome is there any is is there any set plans already for uh for for this year for where you're going to tour uh, well, we're just taking shows in Italy until the beginning of this summer. And, and then we have a couple of tours that are going to be confirmed and sat in those weeks. Uh, we're going up to the UK again and we're touring Europe uh, within the fall. Um, but yeah, everything will be posted soon. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Oh, I, I know what I want to ask you. Just tell me about the the name, the theme. I know you already mentioned that it's it's, a, it's about death, but the the name endocannibalismo. I've 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 listened. I read. I know. Like I know for myself because I've seen you explain it in press stuff. But for the people that are that'll be listening to this, so what? Tell me about that that title of the record. And uh, yeah, well, try to be quick. And yeah. um, endocannibalismo. So like. 
eating body parts of your relatives, which doesn't sound good at the beginning, but, <laughs> but actually it is like, um, as mentioned, uh, this is a record about death for us. And um, the main theme is like death, not of individuals, but like death in general of everything, of planets, of stars, of everything. And like with this concept, we try to recall to a different way of understanding that, like not as the end of an individual, like we usually do in Western culture, but trying to link it in a more, uh, I don't know, ecologic way, trying to understand it as, as, as a flow, as a change uh, in which like the words keep on going and you're just like a part of it. You're not anything special. And that's the main point. And we try to link all this to like the work of a Brazilian photographer that worked with uh, uh, an cannabis three book tribe in um, in brazil and which is pretty cool and her name is claudia Anduiar, and i really suggest to take a look at his work because it's really worth it hmm. interesting all right so uh i know that i heard the record and i i get i, I myself wrote a review for it and gave it a good review what else mm -hmm. have you heard what other feedback have you gotten so far with this release uh, we started receiving reviews like now, basically. I think we just got three uh, plus years, and our review is pretty is pretty nice, and uh, people seem to appreciate it. And uh, yeah, the main uh, concern is this Italian lyrics, which sounds strange, but uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty happy about that. I have to say. <laughs> You know, you know why I think it is though. I think we're we are so well. First of all, we're so used to everybody else singing in English, which I've never understood. I don't, I don't get. To, I don't know why foreign bands or bands like singing in a language that's not their own. I think it's far more interesting mm -hmm. when they when they do it in their in their native language. And uh, it's trust me, this is something like having a, having my wife from being from Italy, we, we get in these types mm -hmm. of conversations now and then the one, the big one that I always get pissy about is how come if I go over to Italy, my name is Daniele or how you guys say it correctly. But, but when I'm here, it's Daniel. It's like, my name is not Daniele or whatever. It's Dan. I, I don't, yeah. like, you can't change my name just because I go to a different country. That's not how it works. But, uh, but, but so we like having these, uh, you know, language debates and everything. So I think I think it's cool as hell that you guys sing that you do all all of it in Italian. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of bands singing in their native language. I think I think that nobody have asked to Kvalitak why they don't sing in English, right? Right. right, right. <laughs> yeah. Rammstein's been doing it, you know, with success <laughs> exactly. for, forever. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's cool, and I think I but I, I like the whole record. I like what you guys are doing. I like the I like I like that you signed to a label like Prosthetic Records because I wouldn't have heard of you otherwise. I don't think so. I mean, I, I I'm out there always trying to find new music, and I think that's and I and I probably and I missed you up until now. So I think that's definitely got to be one of the big benefits of being on this label and getting this exposure and and writing. Yeah, this I mean, like this is only going to help. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like. Uh, uh, we have always appreciated a lot doing things in like DIY ways, but I think that we we could have never reached some people out without them. And it's nice to get out in that, you know, just because it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
there you have it that was my conversation with luca of stormo the song you just heard sorte that of course is off of endo cannibalismo out everywhere friday february 10th on prosthetic records any fan of screamo post-hardcore uh extreme music of any genre i don't care where you put it i said in my review i hear a lot of early converge in there maybe not so much there's like no metallic hardcore but you get what i'm saying it's chaotic it's unhinged as we talked about it's all over the place and i like it a lot if you were previously unfamiliar i hope you're familiar now and i hope you'll check out endo cannibalismo and their previous releases go pick it up at prostheticrecords.com, which i assume is a website i could probably shoehorn some more shit in the back end of this episode but i don't think i'm going to i think i'm just gonna let you be because i held you hostage for a while in the beginning and i think i'll just let you go with a, another song how about another song from another italian band fuzz populi is a trio out of Rome. They got a new record coming out called Three on Retrovox Records. It's their third record. Do you get it? They've got a song. It's called Kong. Well, I don't know how you say it. Because they, they, they're one of these bands that uses Vs for U's, or at least I have to assume that's what they're doing all of the time. Fuzz Populi. But then this song is called Kung Fuzz. Uh, I guess if you're using these V's as U's, but I don't know. What do you, what do you want to call this music though? Stoner rock, garage rock, acid rock, stoner psych. It's uh, it's stuff that I like though. Whatever you want to call it. It's stuff that I, I really do enjoy this song. As I mentioned is Kung Fuzz. You can check out more from them at the link in the show notes. Uh, They're a band that just became uh, present on my radar. So I'm uh, happy to dig into albums one and two. But first, I'm going to start with three, and I hope you'll start here with me. This is Kunk Fuzz by Fuzz Populi, off of three on Retrovox Records, drops March 3rd. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 